Blog Talk Radio. Mike and Mike Special Production. Sam McKee, The Race to Recovery. I think I'm actually, um, you know, the jack of all trades, master of none. Might be the best description. I just try to be a one-man wrecking crew. And Lachance is attacking right now with Better's Delight up on the outside. One-man wrecking crew. Delight digging in. Swing on Hanover. It's Real Desire. Real Desire with a gutsy performance. Oh, we just begun to It's House the Ruth Builders, three lengths in front. Windy Lane in over second. Peaceful Way is coming on the outside. Peaceful Way is flat out flying after House that Ruth built. And Peaceful Way will do it again. It's Peaceful Way. What a rally. I grew up in the state of Michigan in the Midwest. And my dad and my grandfather raced standard breads as a hobby. We always had three or four, and we'd just clunk around at the cheap county fairs and the small racetracks and that sort of thing. And from the time I was little, I was just fascinated by the announcers. So instead of playing Cowboys and Indians when I was a kid, I had little plastic horses with numbers taped on their back and ran them around in a circle and would pretend to announce races. Racing Hill coming! Racing Hill, control the moment! Very tight, control the moment! 
Rocky opening up on the field, wrapped up and heading for a Breeders' Crown Showdown. Always be Mickey at 148 last. Mary and Marauder on the far outside is coming. Southwind Frank to the lead. Mary and Marauder charging hard on the outside. Southwind Frank. Mary and Marauder is lunging late. These two come down the line. Mary and Marauder may have nailed Southwind Frank in a photo. Inside, Mr. Muscle Man is charging hard on the outside. Hell of a hush between us. Mr. Muscle Man with a big rally is coming on the outside. At the line, Mr. Muscle Man gets up to win it. Very tight for second. That's off on the far outside. Always be Mickey pacing home strongly. Chambala second. Always be Mickey is heading down to the line. Always be Mickey in one forty six. It's a very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America's Sam McKee. The Race to Recovery is the name of the program. I am Mike Bozich, joined by uh, my regular broadcast partner, Mike uh, Carter. Mike, we have a lot uh, coming up on this edition of this uh, very special Post Time with Mike and Mike. We have a lot of great guests. We have a lot of great uh, input, I would say, from a lot of the fans and family members of Sam McKee. You're going to be hearing that. We've got that uh, sliced up in three different segments. Plus, we just have a lot going on. And uh, I guess, Mike, for uh, those of you that have been pretty much Living under a rock the last uh, couple of days, we certainly know what happened to uh, our great friend and uh, co-worker uh, and uh, colleague Sam McKee, Mike. Yeah, um, you know, Sam McKee uh, last Thursday uh, having a massive stroke. We did receive an update uh, from the family just a little bit ago, and I've been uh, allowed to uh, repeat this statement, this statement coming directly from the family. Um, And here's the update we received today. Sam is definitely a fighter and is breathing on his own again, which is the most amazing news we've had since all of this happened. At this point, no news is good news, and his brain will need time to rest and heal, and we will know more about his condition as time passes. While the family continues to appreciate the outpouring of support from so many people, they again ask their privacy be respected during these challenging times. Mike. We've got a lot of great guests uh, on tap for you today, and uh, what we're going to do today, and uh, I guess everybody, we're going to keep it short and sweet as far as uh, Sam's condition goes. Uh, We just got the word from the family, so we're going to leave it at that. How we're going to go here is we are going to keep this on a very, very positive level. We're going to talk about some of the great times Sam McKee has had throughout the years in the business, uh, and we've uh, got a good group of guests that are closest to Sam McKee. We're going to start out with uh, the voice of Harness Racing, the voice of the Little Brown Jug, uh, the voice of the Meadows, Roger Houston, and he was uh, Sam McKee's mentor. So we're going to start it off with him. Also joining the program uh, is uh, Sam McKee's Little Brown Jug partner in crime, so to speak, Dave Bianconi, uh, Jason Settlemore. The uh, operations director at the Meadowlands is going to join us as well. Larry Letterman, one of Sam McKee's best friends, will be joining us, as well as uh, Gabe Pruitt and uh, Mike, uh, Sam McKee. And it's unbelievable. And we're going to hear, we opened up our feed box uh, over the last couple of days. We give out the number on the Internet, and we let uh, fans, family members, horsemen leave messages, and they did in droves it was unbelievable to see the gofundme page there is a gofundme page for sam that is just 
completely blown expectations out of the water. Unbelievable how this industry uh, has come together, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, the industry has really come together and uh, to support Sam McKee and uh, support the family. And uh, it's uh, it's my understanding that they uh, they have the show on uh, with him uh, tonight. So it's uh, it's uh, we're glad to have them uh, join us as well, Mike. When we come back, it's going to be Roger Houston, the voice of the Meadows, the voice of harness racing. You've got post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Hey, I'm Chantel Sutherland Cruz and want to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It's the coolest place to bet on horse racing on over 200 racetracks from America and around the world. New players receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit, up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. Here at The Stable, our mission is to provide fair market for owners of yearlings while giving investors the most informative way to purchase all of or part of a horse. The Stable will cater to all budgets by having an open fractional buying market and a flat rate billing system. At The Stable, we aim to minimize the risk in buying and maximize the benefit of selling. Visit thestable.ca or give Anthony McDonald a call at 519-400-4263. That's 519-400-4263. It's thestable.ca. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Very special edition, Sam McKee, Race to Recovery. I'm Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And right now, we're joined by the voice of Harness Racing, the voice of the Little Brown Jug, longtime voice of the Meadows, Roger Houston, Hall of Fame announcer. And, uh, Roger, we certainly appreciate you joining us, sir. Wish it was under better circumstances. Uh, make no doubt about that. But uh, what a life and what a person Sam McGee has been. Uh, uh, to me, uh, during this uh, long period of time that we've known each other, and you know, it's very seldom that uh, somebody at the age of six determines what they want to do in life. But uh, Sam first went to the Little Brown Jug in 1968 at the age of six, and all the way home he drove his mom and dad crazy because all he would talk about was wanting to be an announcer, and so from that age until he finally lived that dream uh he he made it happen and believe me he deserves uh, all the accolades that everybody has given uh over the last uh week and a half or so roger when was the first time you met sam mckee and uh, how did that uh meeting go well the wildest thing is uh i really started getting letters from him uh, when I think he was nine years old, so that'd be 1971, and you know, I get a lot of letters from young people that want to be announcers and stuff, and uh, you answer every one because you you don't know when you're dealing with a Sam McKee or a, a John Campbell in the future or something like that, so you never want to discourage anybody. But the one thing about Sam was that uh, he'd send me a letter, and, and about a week or so, I'd answer the letter, and about three days, I'd get a return letter. So uh, we probably had uh, communications about 20 or 30 times a year uh, in those young uh, age years of his life. 
I believe the first time that I ever met him, though, uh, he was 10 years old, uh, maybe 12 or 13, somewhere in that range, because it's rough to go back that far. But uh, I do remember uh, an article that was in uh, Hoofbeats in 1977, and it showed a picture of Sam and I in the announcer's booth at uh, Delaware uh, when he would have been uh, 13 years of age. And at that point in time, uh, in 75, I was still in Florida at Pompano Park. And so when I moved to the Meadows in Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania, and Sam found out I was at the Meadows, uh, I, in one of our communications, I told him, I says, hey, uh, why don't you come down and spend a few days with me? Well, as Sam would always do, uh, about three days later, there was a on my front door, and it was Sam McKee. Uh, so that point in time, we were having qualifiers two days a week, so I let him do the qualifiers on those two days, and uh, I was just flabbergasted to how good he was and everything. He had the voice of a, a 13-year-old, but he was seasoned even uh, without ever being on the PA system. Uh, we had a junior driving championship event uh, at the Meadows in 1975, and the first race he actually called on the PA uh, outside of qualifiers was that uh, junior driving championship. Uh, later that year, uh, I thought, i gotta, I got to do something to get this boy some work. So I called one of my old buddies, Bobby Williams, who was a speed superintendent at the Clinton County Fair in Wilmington, Ohio, and I says, Bobby, have you got an announcer? And he said, no. And I says, well, I got one for you. And he says, who is he? And I says, Sam McKee. Well, I never heard of him. I said, well, uh, he's 14 years old, and uh, I want to get him started. And uh, he, Bobby's first words out of his mind was, says, well, how much do I have to pay him? And I says, well, $100 a day, because he's got to have some expense money coming down there. Uh, from uh, Michigan, and he said, well, I'm not paying no 14-year-old kid $100 a day to announce county fair. I said, Bobby, <laughs> you will get so much publicity off the newspapers and radio stations, it'll be well worth it. Well, at that point in time, of course, he's only 14 years old, so his mother had to uh, drive him to all the events that were in that period of time, and luckily, my in-laws at that time were living in Wilmington, Ohio, so his mother Donna and Sam stayed at their house, and he announced the, the races there. And later on that year, he uh, announced a race to Delaware. I think it was on Jugette Day of uh, 1976. Uh, at that point, I was driving back and forth between Ashland and Delaware, and I thought, you know, this is ridiculous. Uh, I'll just take Sam with me and give him that fare, too. So we went up there, and he announced at Ashland and eventually got the job for that county fair. And uh, right on down the pike for Sam McGee, uh, and he was uh, he knew what he wanted to do, and uh, we were just so happy that we had a part in getting him started. Now, Roger, you say you get letters all the time. What was your uh, biggest advice to Sam uh, when he was first getting started? 
Well, uh, first of all, he told me that uh, he was going to uh, Wolverine or someplace uh, else, uh, maybe Northville or uh, Michigan racetracks, and he would watch the race, and then he would record them. And so he started sending me tapes, and uh, he'd want me to critique those tapes that he had sent him. And I, I told him make each word a sent uh, each word a sentence, help you to. Uh, get it across to the people and they can understand what you're saying and uh, I didn't really uh, have to correct him hardly any in, in any way uh, he had it all down pat now whether that's because he listened to other announcers or not I'm not sure but uh, the one piece of advice that I gave him I said Sam always be yourself announce the way that you feel comfortable doing don't try to copy anybody you announce the way you feel comfortable about. And uh, at the very beginning, he probably did announce more towards my style. But as the years progressed, he developed his own style and such as that. But uh, uh, he, he was born to be an announcer. There's no question in that. And uh, the amount of advice that I had to give him was very minimal. But the one thing I said this, and I'll say it again, you never stop, hinder anyone from what they want to do. If they want to call uh, Tyler Smith, for example, uh, he wanted to be an announcer, but he met John Campbell, and he became a driver instead of an announcer. Uh, you encourage them to any degree as possible. Don't get in their way of what they want to do, and Sam McKee wanted to be an announcer. Visiting with Roger Houston, uh, Roger mentored uh, Sam McKee in a lot of different ways. Roger, I, we talked about Sam McKee, the announcer. Let's talk about Sam McKee, the man. What makes Sam McKee such a loved individual in this sport? Well, I think it starts out, he's a his family man. Uh, he uh, married Chris and two lovely daughters, and uh, they've... Uh, he, he put family first, I think, and the family understood that he had to make a living working and announcing horse races. He got involved with them as far as riding and things like that, but his family was number one to him, and any time we'd ever get together and had the chance to sit down and talk, it was always about the daughters and such. Uh, I got one <laughs> kind of humorous thing about with Sam. Uh, when I first met his wife, for some reason, I, I thought he said Betty. So for years, I called her Betty, and, of course, her name is Chris. <laughs> right. And, uh, of course, uh, that was something. It, it finally became a uh, kind of a standing joke uh, between uh, Chris and I and Sam that uh, I'd say, did Betty come with you? And he says, no, I brought somebody by the name of Chris with me today or something like that. But uh, he, he was a family man, and family came first. Well, listen, Roger, we certainly appreciate you joining us, uh, taking time. I know you're a big influence on the career and uh, the life of um, Sam McKee. And I'm looking forward to hopefully uh, we'll see him at Delaware, Ohio this year because the Little Brown Judd broadcast, uh, he's added so much to our simulcast uh, there and such, and uh, I appreciate all that he's done for Delaware. And uh, He's got many friends in Delaware, Ohio, and I'm speaking for them, and I've talked to them all on recent days, and uh, we all wish the best to Sam, and we want to keep uh, his family uh, 
wife and daughters all within our prayers and uh sam will make it back he's got the determination and i'm sure he'll be back all right thank you roger quite welcome well that was roger houston the announcer at the meadows and uh he is also uh sam mckee's mentor and uh friend and uh when roger uh was talking there uh mike uh told some funny stories about a uh 14 year old kid i think that sounds uh a little bit like uh just about all of us uh all of us announcers in the sport but roger uh Roger and Sam, some of the best of friends. You know, I could sit and listen to their uh, to their stories uh, for hours. Yeah, we've. Uh, I mean, this. Uh, you know, what what Roger means, and look, we all have kind of the guys that we look up to. You know, when we're growing up and and wanting to be announcers, and and Roger was that guy for Sam. I mean, Roger took Sam under his wing, and uh, you know, pretty much. You know, told him, uh, showed him everything he knew, and uh, I'll tell you what, it, it's uh, Sam has has turned into arguably the the greatest announcer in the game, and uh, one of the greatest announcers in uh, harness racing history. Mike, we have more to come. Larry Letterman's going to be joining us next. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, him as well. Uh, he was one of, or is one of uh, Sam McKee's best friends. We've got the reactions uh, and we'll get well wishes uh, from fans and from Horseman. Uh, Dave Bianconi is going to join us a little bit later on in the program. Gabe Pruitt, Jason Settlemore around at 7.45. So uh, we've got a lot going on on this edition of uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It is Sam McKee. It is the race to recovery. We'll come back with more on this very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. What comes to mind when you hear the name Sam McKee? Many would say an extremely talented individual who knows no stranger, all while being a master of his trade. We have watched countless races, enjoying the details through Sam's captivating voice. He brings an energy and enthusiasm that keeps all fans on the edge of their seats. Diamond Creek Farms holds Sam with high regard and esteem. It was Sam's announcing that brought us to our feet on a rainy Sunday afternoon at the Red Mile. Creatine was 15 to 1 in the 2013 Kentucky Futurity, racing against the top field of fierce competitors. As Creatine made his move down the home stretch, Sam immediately brought all eyes to him. All laid out on the far outside. Creatine has the lead. All laid out on the outside. They're coming down to the line. Creatine, Bob Stewart, and Mike Lachance. Creatine, the name ringing in all the years of the stadium as he trotted to victory. The pure joy and excitement could be felt and heard for miles. Sam has a way of making people want to listen. Sam and Creatine celebrated their anniversary of this win one year later. Creatine was 31 to 1 against no other than Sebastian Kay, the 1 to 5 betting favorite in the 2014 Alaraj TVG Trot. Sebastian Kay had a five length lead at the top of the stretch, but once again it was Sam who made everyone stand up and cheer. Sebastian Kay, Creatine trying to get to him. It's Sebastian Kay. Creatine has a shot at him. Sebastian Kay trying to hold on. Creatine on the outside. Sebastian Kay, Creatine coming on at the line. Photo finish. Creatine got it. Those words may sound simple, but Sam has a way of making them sound magical. Thursday, the harness racing community received some heartbreaking news. Sam had suffered from a major stroke and was in critical condition at a hospital in New Jersey. He will be facing a lengthy and difficult recovery. 
As soon as we heard this devastating news, we wanted to give Sam and his family All right, we're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented uh, by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with Mike Cotter. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of technical difficulties. I hit, Mike, I hit the wrong button. I can't uh, get out of my own way here today. But uh, we certainly appreciate everybody joining us nonetheless. And uh, we've got a great show uh, continuing along. We just heard uh, Mike from Roger Houston, uh, an unbelievable uh, interview. We're also going to hear from Gabe Pruitt, Dave Pianconi, Jason Suttlemore, and we're also going to hear – from fans, horsemen, as they left their well wishes for Sam McKee. But right now we're joined by the uh, uncomparable Larry Letterman, one of Sam McKee's uh, best friends. Larry, how are you? I'm okay. Doing the best we can under the circumstances. How are you, Mike? Doing fantastic. Um, Larry, let's let's talk a little bit about your buddy. Let's talk about our buddy, all of our buddies, Sam McKee. Uh, and uh, the early days. How did you get to know him? How did you meet him? And uh, how was that first experience like? You know what? I I don't remember that far because I I don't remember too many things. But I do remember, I I didn't know Sam even existed until he came in at the Meadowlands uh, the first time and then to fill in, and then he came back. And I still really didn't know Sam. And this thing has just evolved into one of the really, really, really great friendships of all time, and it's, and it's more special than friendships. Um, and uh, basically, that's the way it was. I mean, I just got to know him. Then one day he said to me, hi, it's Sam. Hi, Sam. And then he'd say, can you fill in? Oh, oh whatever the case may be. And everything just evolved into one of the great, great friendships of all time. Now, Larry, obviously, you know Sam outside of the business, and you know what kind of, what kind of memories or stories do you have with him? You know, kind of outside of the sport. Well, you know that that's really that's the greatness of Sam. You know, the the one thing that we're all saying is anybody but Sam. I mean, Sam. If you know, I was thinking, I said, how would you? Well, who would Sam be if you had to make a package? And I came up with he's like Mother Teresa because he's always want to help you got a heart of gold, and we'll put that other person first. He tries to give advice like Uncle Phil. He tries to give what he knows and, and experience and, will, and, again, tries to maybe put people who are not on the right track, like this is maybe what you should do, this is who you should call. And he's like Ward Cleaver because he's like a great dad and a great husband. So he's a combination of those three. That's probably the best description I could describe. But, you know, it's like, um, I don't know if you know way back when because I got trouble remembering things, which is always good if you're a track announcer. But uh, we um, we were both brought down to Florida for a job interview at the same time. And if I tell you that he was cheering for me to get the job and I was cheering for him to get the job, and we were convincing each other why the job would be better for the other person, yeah. And and we were talking about this outside. Uh, a gentleman named John Ying, a wonderful guy, brought us down. And he says, yeah, it would be good for me. And I said, Sam, you know, with the weather and everything like that, and the girls kind of on their way. And he said to me, but Larry, you know, under your circumstance, and we're going back and forth telling which year and for each other to get the jobs. <laughs> and, to me, you know, when I look back at this, you know, in a game, and I'm sure Mr. Bozich understands this, some, you know, there's announcers that really don't cheer for other announcers to get jobs. In fact, other things happen, maybe the opposite, that it, it really was the anti-everything. And it was just, you know, I thought about that way after, but I will tell you that it has absolutely been a privilege for me to know Sam. It really, 
I I can't say enough good things about him. I mean, and and the fact, or in in a lot of ways, we're very opposite. We're like Oscar and Felix. Obviously, I'm um, um, Oscar, and he's Felix because he is he's from the Midwest, uh, Michigan, and uh, you know he kind of uh, I want to say the voice of reason. Uh, he but he's very you know he considers everything low key, and he's very diligent. Gets up early in the morning. He does his he does his jogging. He wants to you know dig the hay out, clean the stalls, do everything like that. And then you get the city boy here who says, "Don't call me before nine o'clock." And I'm not getting. And he always says, "Come on, Larry, you want to you know help Don Nickham, who's a wonderful wonderful friend of his and a wonderful guy." He says, "You want to help him? You know he lives near me. Why don't you help him pick up?" And I said, "Sam, I don't deal in pitchforks. I deal in regular forks and knives and spoons. I can't do any of that." And I said, "Especially with my back." I don't have any back problems, but this will go on all the time. We just break each other's chops with this. And just the fact I'm a, I'm a city slicker, and he, he's a country bumpkin from, from Michigan, we always, and we always laughed about that. We're really opposite that way. However, there's a lot of ways we're super similar because I always, you know, we always believe in the right thing. We always do. We always try to help people. We And I always say, you know, you get measured in your life by what you do for other people. And that's, I think that's his credo also. And, and that way we get along. And, you know, and we, I went through some, when still going through some very rough times, and Sam was always there. And he, you know, some people you tell these things to, and some people hear it, and they're not listening to a word you're saying. Sam would always check in, and then Sam had some issues, you know, along the way, or he had any questions for me, and I would, I would help him out. But by the same time, we could laugh and insult each other. And you put that in the blender, what comes out is just somebody, some, some two guys that really, really like each other, and it's it's just great. And yes, is my world rocked from this? And everybody I know, who really knows and cares about Sam, which is everybody, it's just what do you do? You know, at the end of the day, Sam is still there, and you know, it, Sam's in the hospital, and we're all talking. It's like we'd almost want to switch places with him. Sad, but you know what? Sam's a fighter, and he'll do everything he can. He's got a great wife and great kids, and he's got great friends. And you know what? He deserves it because he's just that kind of guy. He is just super special. That's the voice of Larry Letterman. Larry, we certainly appreciate you joining us. And uh, you know, uh, I'll tell you what, man. You know, when we were talking off the air, and, and when I uh, asked you to come on the show, and we got to talking a little bit about Sam, I think you said it best. You said, "Listen." If you don't like Sam, you don't like anybody. Well, I, I kind of take it to a, a – a, you're absolutely right. I always said that. And I said, you know, if you don't like Sam, go to the bridge, pay half the toll, go halfway, and jump because there's really got to be something wrong with you. This guy, this, there's nobody like Sam. I, I was talking to Maury Fanning today. I was talking to all the people, you know, in, in, the, in the inner circle that I know because we kind of know more of what's going on. Because that's the way Sam would want it. We and you know we protect the privacy of the family and stuff like that. And I and we all at the end of the day we just talk and we say anybody but Sam, anybody but Sam. And the people you got on the show today are those special people: uh, Jason Lee Alfin from the Christian Harness Horse. She she's in charge of the ecumenical part of this. Jason has been right on top of it. Uh, you know Peter Koch, Roger Houston. I mean we got. I said you know if the country ran like this. The way we've been in the network of supporting, I said this country be in really much better shape. 
But, you know, who knows about that? But you know what? It's such a supporting cast. There's nothing we can do any more than pray and give a, give the love to that family. And I don't know, you know, in some divine way, we hope that he can hear it and get it. But you know what? He's a fighter, and he's, he's, he's going to do the best he can with what he has. Larry, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. I'd like to say it's, it's my pleasure to talk about Sam but I wish it was under different circumstances. But I appreciate you having me on the show. makes me feel good to talk about him because he's made everybody feel so good for so many years, for so many decades. Godspeed, Let's, and we'll all pray that he, he gets through. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. That was Larry Letterman, um, you know, one of Sam McKee's best buddies. And uh, I'll tell you what, Larry, uh, you know, a couple of years back had that devastating news, Mike, about the brain tumor. And uh, Sam McKee was one of them guys that was uh, right with him every step of the way. And, and uh, you know, I have no doubt that Larry's one of the guys that's going to be right there with uh, Sam McKee uh, every step of the way as he races to recovery. Yeah, definitely. The one thing that uh, Larry touched on, and I, I kind of want to touch on it, is the fact that this sport, you know, they really come together and uh, support one another. I mean, over $100,000 has already been raised for Sam McKee through the GoFundMe page. And, Mike, that is absolutely fantastic to see the the way this sport has come to uh, to help the family out. Uh, you know, we saw Ronnie Burke, uh, Adriana Sorella, some of these guys, you know, giving thousands of dollars uh, to this great cause, but Larry said it right. You know, if, uh, you know, if the world ran like harness racing, uh, support, you know, who knows, maybe it'd be a better place. Well, we're going to hear from the fans when we come back. We've got three different segments of fans and horsemen and family members chiming in with messages for Sam McKee. And we're going to hear that coming up next on this very special edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. It's Sam McKee's Race to Recovery, and that race starts now. It's Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented at America. What comes to mind when you hear the name Sam McKee? Many would say an extremely talented individual who knows no stranger, all while being a master of his trade. We have watched countless races enjoying the details through Sam's captivating voice. He brings an energy and enthusiasm that keeps all fans on the edge of their seats. Diamond Creek Farms holds Sam with high regard and esteem. It was Sam's announcing that brought us to our feet on a rainy Sunday afternoon at the Red Mile. Creatine was 15 to 1 in the 2013 Kentucky Futurity, racing against the top field of fierce competitors. As Creatine made his move down the home stretch, Sam immediately brought all eyes to him. All laid out on the far outside. Creatine has the lead. All laid out on the outside. They're coming down to the line. Creatine, Bob Stewart, and Mike Lachan. Creatine, the name ringing in all the years of the stadium as he trotted to victory. The pure joy and excitement could be felt and heard for miles. Sam has a way of making people want to listen. Sam and Creatine celebrated their anniversary of this win one year later. Creatine was 31-1 against no other than Sebastian K, the 1-5 betting favorite in the 2014 Alarage TVG Trot. Sebastian K had a five-length lead at the top of the stretch, but once again it was Sam who made everyone stand up and cheer. Sebastian K, Creatine trying to get to him. It's Sebastian K, Creatine has a shot at him. Sebastian K trying to hold on. Creatine on the outside. Sebastian K, Creatine coming on at the line, photo finish, Creatine got it. 
Those words may sound simple, but Sam has a way of making them sound magical. Thursday, the harness racing community received some heartbreaking news. Sam had suffered from a major stroke and was in critical condition at a hospital in New Jersey. He will be facing a lengthy and difficult recovery. As soon as we heard this devastating news, we wanted to give Sam and his family support. It only makes sense that we involve creatine, as Sam has been there for him. The farm will be holding an online auction for breeding to creatine. The champion son of the great Andover Hall. The auction will run on the Diamond Creek website at diamondcreekfarm.com from Tuesday, February 7th until Friday, February 10th at noon. The winner of the breeding will have a chance to breed to creatine, but most importantly, they will be helping a fellow horseman and his family in their time of need. All the proceeds from the stud fee auction will go directly to the McKee family. Amount is to be paid up front. Breeding is transferable and can be used any season. Collection fees will be waived. Once again, for more information, visit DiamondCreekFarm.com. It's DiamondCreekFarm.com. On Thursday, February 2nd, our friend and colleague Sam McKee suffered a massive stroke. While there will be a challenging road ahead for his emotional and physical recovery, Sam will most likely require months of physical rehabilitation. Many of us in the industry have had the privilege to work with Sam over the years. His knowledge, devotion, and love for the sport of horse racing is simply unmatched. Anytime he walks into a room, his energy and excitement is infectious. To help Sam McKee's family with their medical fund, visit GoFundMe.com backslash Sam McKee's Medical Fund. is simply the best of the best in every way imaginable and uh, we uh, the Barnsdale family wishes him a speedy and full recovery and hope he's charging hard back to where he belongs best wishes Sam this is the one and only the manager wishing Sam McKee a speedy recovery he's a great man with a great heart He's the only one that offers the manager a cup of coffee when I go to the Meadowlands. That's a man with a great heart. Please get well, Sam, the manager. My, fa- my favorite moment with Sam was at the Hamiltonian when I did my dance in front of, in the middle of Sam McKee and Jeff Garrow. I hope Sam liked what I did. I know he did. I just wish Sam McKee a speedy recovery. This is the manager. I love you, Sam. Get well. Hey, Sam, Pete Medhurst from Rosecroft Raceway. All the best, big fellow. You know, you've got an entire industry across North America and beyond behind you. I will be with you every step of the way and everything you need. For those of you that don't know, Sam is one of the most unselfish people you'll ever come across in the industry. Great to share the mic with him at our driver's challenge at Rosecroft, and I'll be forever in debt. Last April, when you let me call a race at the Meadowlands when I visited after we slayed Army. Get well soon, big fellow. We look forward to seeing you back at the races as soon as possible. Godspeed. Hey, this is Darren Gagne, track announcer at Sports Creek. I wanted to send my best wishes for a full and speedy recovery to one of the greatest in the sport of harness racing, Sam McKee. I only ever met Sam McKee a few times uh, while I was the announcer at Sports Creek Raceway in Michigan nearly 20 years ago. Sam visited Sports Creek each year. 
He always came up to the booth, uh, to the booth to visit me. He brought his kids up to meet me. He was kind and complimentary, and shared many stories of his Michigan days. To all of us announcers in this great sport, Sam is the epitome of success. Not only at being an announcer, but being a great ambassador of the sport, and above all, a kind and generous person. His race calls are nothing short of flawless. His delivery is as smooth as can be, and we all strive to achieve the standards that Sam has set forth in the announcing business and harness racing. The entire sport is counting the days to hear his voice back in action. Get well, Sam. We're all pulling for you. Message saved. Saved message. Hi, Sam. This is Heather Wilder. I just wanted to let you know how happy I am when I get updates and progress that you're doing so much better. I wanted you to know that you are among the top class in harness racing, a true gentleman and friend. Our family has been praying for you and for your family and for a speedy recovery. We can't wait to see you back at the track soon. From both Mike and I, Scarlett and Lauren. Message saved. Saved message. Hey, Sam, this is your cousin, Vanille. Thinking of you and my favorite memory of you, I think, is when you were a little boy. I was older than you, remember? You had a racetrack with plastic courses, and you were calling those freaking races all the time. And we couldn't play without having you call a race. And then I remember you calling a lot of other races, of course, and seeing you different places, and just so proud of you. We're all rooting for you, Sam, and we know you're going to make a comeback, so get going, all right? Love you. Bye now. Message saved. Saved message. Hey, Sam. It's Roger Sobel. I miss you, man. Come on. You need to get back to work. Post time. The marshal calls the Pacers. It ain't the same. We need you, Sam. Please get better. Now. Hi, this is Team Nisus in Eastern Kentucky, leaving a message for Sam. We just want him to know that we're thinking about him and praying for him. And I'm going to drop in and get plowed just for him. Hang in there, buddy. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich along with uh, Mike Carter. And uh, there were just some of the fan reactions and horseman reactions uh, from everybody uh, and some of the people involved. We've got a couple more of those segments coming up uh, in uh, just a couple of minutes. Plus, Jason Settlemo is going to join us, Dave Biancone, Gabe Pruitt. A lot left to come on this edition of uh, Post Time with Mike and Mike. Plus, Mike, we've got a couple of... uh, we got a couple of things to read as well, um, so we might as well knock one of those out really quick. There's uh, definitely a, a couple of ones, but uh, let me uh, get the get that up here. Uh, there's a couple of people, Mike, that that were more comfortable uh, just going ahead and and uh, sending us a message. Didn't want, really want uh, to talk on the air or, or have their voice on the air. You know, some people are shy like that, Mike, but we could certainly understand it. And uh, let's. Uh, Let's go to that. Or Mike, do you have something else first? Do you want to go a different direction? Yeah, I think I, uh, I think I got our times mixed up. And uh, uh, actually, uh, it looks like uh, Dave Bianconi is uh, Dave Bianconi is joining us, the uh, vice president and director of racing at Northfield Park. And uh, Dave, we certainly t- appreciate you taking time out of your busy night to uh, to sit down with us a couple of minutes. Hey, thanks guys for having me on. Absolutely. Dave, talk to us uh, a little bit about. Uh, 
Sam. Uh, we know you work with him at the Jug, and uh, maybe about the first time that you met him. You know, Mike, it's been so long. We've worked together at the Jug for the better part of 20 years, and let me tell you, those weeks are some of the most fun weeks of my life. Uh, anyone that's listened to the show, I mean, we just have a blast down there. It's a long day, especially Jug Ed and Jug Day. Or we're on the air for a solid eight hours straight, jammed in that little room together. We get, we get pretty slap happy by the end of the night. And uh, a lot of times we have to kill the mics because we're just laughing so hard at, like, inside jokes a lot of times. <laughs> you know, off-color jokes, to say the least. And, uh, you know, for those people listening that only know Sam from his announcing and, and uh, you know, respect him as an announcer and commentator – He's even a better guy, and he's. we're going to work together again. It might not be in 2017, who knows. I have full faith that we will work together again at the Jug. Now, Dave, you, got, you said you guys have a lot of fun uh, at the Jug. Uh, may, do you have, like, a story of uh, maybe outside of racing that, you, you know, you maybe you hung out with him at a simulcast conference or, you know, just t- talk to us a bit about you know, Sam, just the person mm-hmm. in general. We hang out a lot together during Jug Week after the races. We often go out to dinner. Uh, we try to we try to stay in shape. He does a lot better job than I do. But we've played tennis a lot of times with Jay Wolf and company down in Delaware. Uh, he made me run with him a few times, which is, is pretty bad the older I get. But uh, he's just a great guy. You know, all he talks – we don't talk that much harness racing. We talk about our families. He talks about his wife and his three daughters, obviously. In fact, the last time I talked to him was just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my son and I, my son's a junior in high school. We visited UK, University of Kentucky, and he could not speak highly enough about Kentucky. His oldest daughter went there. He, you know, she loved it, and, and he loves UK as well. And that's the last time, you know, that I spoke to him. So, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about that guy. As good of an announcer he is, he's a, he's a much better person. He's, he's, he's one of the best people I've ever met, to be honest with you. Well, Dave, we certainly uh, certainly appreciate you taking time out of the night. I know, uh, you know, uh, we, we're all on the busy schedule, but uh, we certainly appreciate you taking time out and uh, talking to us a little bit about uh, your friend and mine, uh, Sam McKee. And I'm sure me and you will be sharing some stories uh, off the air as well. Right, there's a lot of them I can't say on the air. I hate to say it, but <laughs> he's he's just a great guy. We've had a ton of fun, and I look forward to more of it uh, and a speedy recovery for Sam. All right, Dave, we certainly appreciate it, buddy. Thanks. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. That was the Dave Bianconi, the vice president and director of racing at Northfield Park. Uh, Mike, you know, he he shared the same sentiment uh, just about everybody else has. Uh, Sam was a family or is a family man, and uh, you know, he loves his family. And, you know, I, I was telling uh, someone earlier, if I could be half of the family guy he is, I think I uh, I succeeded at life. Yeah, there's a reason why he's uh, so much loved uh, way above and beyond his uh, fantastic announcing abilities. Right now we're joined uh, by one of his uh, co-workers, uh, the guy from the Meadowlands, Jason Settlemore. He is the uh, – uh, gosh, Jason, you got so many titles, I keep forgetting them now. But uh, you're, you're – certainly we'll just put it to you this way. You're the big guy at the Meadowlands. Not the big, big guy, but, you know, you're, you're right there. You're knocking at the door. Uh, Jason, listen, uh, Sam McKee, obviously – uh, a great, great uh, announcer, a great, great uh, co-worker. I know we were talking a little bit about off, off the air about Sam. Tell us a little bit about Sam and uh, how it is to work with uh, Sam McKee, the man. Uh, Sam's, uh, I, you know, like you said, Sam's the man, and 
he's absolutely great to work with and uh you know he's he's a hard-working individual and he loves harness racing and uh, he loves everything about it and uh, he's a great race caller um you know it's uh it's it's certainly a privilege and an honor to work with a guy like sam sam's fantastic and everything he does dots all his eyes crosses all his t's and uh he's he's a fantastic person and a very very hard worker very loyal and uh, very honest and that's the, the thing that you work look for in in employees and uh sam is just he's an awesome person and you know, uh, Sam and I also, we also, Sam is, uh, I don't know many people, a lot of people probably know, Sam is a big-time Michigan fan, and I'm a big-time Ohio State fan. So him and I, uh, we go back and forth about Ohio State and Michigan. And a couple of years ago in basketball, I let him talk me into uh, making a side bet with him, and I had to wear a Michigan shirt and hat into a staff meeting after they beat us in basketball. So, um, and then, but really deep down inside, Sam, that's his, that's football. He loves Michigan for football, but deep down inside, he's a huge Kentucky fan for basketball. So, um, I don't know how he tricked me into that old thing, but he did. And I walked up with a Michigan with a Michigan hat on and a Michigan shirt. But uh, Sam's a great guy. He's great to work with and uh, look forward to him uh, getting back to the office and working with us. Now, Jason, uh, talk to us about the uh, first time that you met Sam or maybe you heard him call a race. I know uh, he works with you guys down at the Jug, and you guys have a lot of fun. I've seen you guys interact over the past few years and uh, then at the Meadowlands this year. Yeah, Sam, Sam and I go back about 20 years ago, and I actually met Sam for the first time. Uh, in Delaware, Ohio, at the Jug, and uh, we've worked alongside of each other uh, for about 20 years, and me doing in different capacities, him always being on the the broadcast show there. And Sam is, you know, one the, one of the great things about Sam, you know, being a great human being is is that, you know, Sam has always had the knack for being able to tell when I'm down or having a bad day, you know, and he'll come into my office and shut the door and, you know, we'll sit there and talk back and forth or I'll go to his office and we'll talk back and forth. And by the time the conversation's over with, you know, you'll always, uh, it was always like enlightened with him. You'd walk out of that, out of talking with him, you know, being much happier than what, uh, what you were when you were having a conversation. But uh, I've known Sam for about 20 years and he certainly has that knack with people and, you know, and lighting up a room when he walks into it, he's, uh, uh, just an unbelievable person, and uh, you know, like I said, he's uh, all the characteristics are there of him. You know, he's just a great human being. I can't say enough about Sam, and I'm very, very fond of him. And like I said, I've known him for about 20 years, and Sam's like a big brother to me. Well, Jason, we certainly appreciate you uh, taking time out to join us here today. And uh, obviously, just like you, all of our prayers are certainly with Sam. And I'll tell you what, if anybody can uh, turn this thing around and uh, and be right back uh, where he was uh, in a short time, it's Sam. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of my favorite race calls that, uh, that Sam has and I've used over the years in my race calls is charging hard. So I'm sure yep. that, um, he's char- charging hard towards a recovery and nothing but the best uh, – uh, to Sam and, and his, his wife, Christine, Chris, and, and their, da- their three daughters and the rest of the family. Uh, we're all pulling for Sam, and uh, like I said, I look forward to the day when he's able to come back into the office and go right back to work right alongside of us. All right. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, guys. Have a good one now. Be well. All right, that was Jason Settlemore, uh, Sam McKee's boss, so to speak. And uh, I'll tell you what, Mike, uh, you know, you hear about these good working relationships, and I think the more and more 
that we hear from people, uh, coworkers, uh, other announcers, colleagues, race fans. It seems like, yeah, we know Sam McKee's a great announcer. We know he's one of the best announcers in harness racing. But what we're getting the lesson on is how truly good of a guy Sam McKee is. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're catching some of these stories of, you know, how he is with family and outside of the office. And, you know, I, I, like you said, we, we know how great of a worker he is, but hearing some of these stories is just absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, talking about the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry, I'm going to have to kid him about that because uh, I live in Ohio now. Obviously, I have to be an Ohio State fan. And, uh, you know, it, it's just it's so amazing to, uh, to hear these stories of, uh, you know, him outside of the office. All right, let's knock out a few of these messages uh, that we got here. Uh, this one is from uh, Freddie Hudson. We'll be hearing from uh, Freddie next Thursday, uh, by the way, Mike. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up this Thursday on an, uh, another edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. But here's what Freddie writes. Freddie says, Sam is a dear friend, and I send my prayers and wishes to him for a fast and speedy recovery. When we did the Roosevelt Raceway book signing at the Meadowlands on the night of the Breeders' Crown, Sam interviewed me. Interviewed me. When he started the interview, I couldn't hear a word that he was saying, so I quickly learned how to read his lips. It was going along pretty well until he asked me a question as he turned his head, and I couldn't read his lips. So I made up an answer, and I guess it had nothing to do with the question that he asked. Like, what? It was really funny. We'll have to uh, see if Freddie's got a uh, – got, or we could dig out a replay of that. That's uh, <laughs> That would be kind of cool. Okay, guess- let's see what – you got one, Mike. Uh, you got one, Mike. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Actually, I got one. I talked to Lindsay McKee, uh, one of his daughters, earlier this afternoon, and she sent us this email uh, with a story uh, that she wanted us to share. And uh, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read it now. Uh, she said, "Obviously, I have an endless supply of memories when it comes to my dad. Most of them are funny or embarrassing, but when I think about his career." And harness racing is the story that stands out in my mind. When I was in sixth grade, I remember it was time for our dad to leave for Lexington, Kentucky for the Red Mile. It was hard for him to leave us for those few weeks. My mom decided to take us out of school for a few days and told my sisters and I that we could each pick one friend to bring with us to Lexington to go surprise him. My mom loaded up six preteen girls in our suburban, and we drove right down to Lexington and went straight to the track. And this is her words, not mine. She said, bless her. We started to head up uh, to the announcer's booth, and we heard his voice as uh, he was walking down the stairs. We all lined up to jump out at him when he turned the corner. I still remember his reaction to this day. My dad isn't much of a crier, but I have a feeling if there were a time when he'd cry, it would have been that moment. I can't confirm or deny tears of any kind. As as cliche as it's going to sound, it was the trip of a lifetime for me. He took us everywhere with him. We got to see all of Lexington and the beautiful farms, the horse park and downtown area. He let us each pick out a gift at the track gift store. And the funniest memory was when we all found out the hotel had a pool. Him and my mom had to take all six of us to the mall to buy bathing suits that we actually liked, which were hard to come across in the fall. My dad's favorite time of the year is when he heads to Lexington. I know the opportunity to share that with us was something he always cherishes. He is always so proud of us. And loves when he gets to introduce us to friends, fans, and coworkers. For me, that trip sparked the travel bug within me. It was one of the biggest road trips I had taken at the time, and I was so excited to see more. That trip is also where I discovered my passion for photography, which eventually turned into my career. 
I must have gone through 10 or more disposable cameras trying to capture every scene and memory from my entire trip. My dad and mom are my two heroes, and I know there are many people out there who feel the same way. He's a living example of why you should be kind to people and treat everyone with the respect they deserve. In times of need, he is an army of supporters behind him, and that's a true testament to the man he is. If love, prayers, and energy can heal, my dad is most definitely on his way to good health, thanks to everyone. Okay, got one from, uh, from uh, let's see, this is from Marilyn Batera, and uh, she writes, I've known Sam since he was about three years old. My family became friends with his family, Donna, Al, Sam, and Sally, when they were living in Mount Pleasant for for out to finish his accounting degree at Central Michigan University, Sam's dad, Al, and my dad trained horses together at a small farm just outside of Mount Pleasant. The first races Sam announced were actually at our house on a horse racing board game. There were battery-operated sports games at that time, football, hockey, horse racing, where the players or horses moved by vibration. I remember those. Remember, this was in the late 60s, and harness racing was very popular then. We also had a portable reel-to-reel tape recorder so we can give the horses names, line them up with the wire to start, and Sam would announce the race into the tape recorder. A few years ago, when Sam was inducted into the Hall of Fame, I searched and searched trying to find those old tapes to see if they could be resurrected. Of course, no such luck. <clears throat> Excuse me, but it would have been pretty special to hear some of his first race calls. In reading the comments on the GoFundMe page, it is easy to see what a widespread impact Sam has on everyone in the industry all across the country. Sam never forgets a name or face and can make someone that owns one sheep claimer feel just as important as the most successful people in the business. Everyone should be so lucky as to have one friend like Sam in their lifetime. I look forward to telling him that in person when he is well. And that's from Marilyn Brewer-Batera from Northville, Michigan. Of course, that's where Sam is from. And also, Mike, uh, Stacey Van Heusen uh, wants to wish a speedy recovery to Sam. We miss you at the Big M. Godspeed. Our prayers are with you. Uh, from uh, Brett and Stacy Miller. So uh, those are just some of the uh, emails that we have. We still have to. We're still going to hear from fans. We still have a couple of more those segments left. Plus, uh, Gay Pru is going to join us as well. So still time left on this uh, edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. It is Sam McKee in the race to recovery. When we come back, it's Gay Pruitt and more fan. Uh, well wishes on post time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. It's Sam McKee and the race to recovery. Hello, this is Kayla Stra, and I'm here to tell you all about BetAmerica.com. It is the fastest growing legal, safe, and secure website to place all your bets on horse racing. Bet America covers over 200 racetracks from North America, the UK, and my home country, Australia. New players to Bet America receive a 100% bonus on your first deposit up to $300. That's the best sign-up bonus available today. It's time to play the Bet America way. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania, and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program. 
Embroidery Unlimited is a premier provider of quality embroidery, screen printing, and promotional products. Our commitment to quality and pride in our work is second to none. We focus on quality and customer service. For all of your stable or business needs, Embroidery Unlimited is the number one provider in harness racing. Give Jim Winsky a call at 508-485-5522. That's 508-485-5522. Or visit them on the internet at EmbroideryUNL.com. That's EmbroideryUNL.com. Embroidery Unlimited. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 equine census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million. And our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. Five men. Together, we will reinvent harness racing. Whoa, this is going to revolutionize everything. One place. Why settle for less when you can settle for more? I think I can bring uh, the most uh, to the table for the USDA as their president. It's a great organization, and uh, I'd really like to, to give it my all. One goal, to make harness racing. Harness racing. Harness racing. Great. Again. Catch the first-ever USDA presidential debate Thursday, February 16th at 7.30 at post-time with MikeAndMike.com or on demand on the Pet America Radio Network. Back here on post-time with Mike and Mike. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. It's the Sam McKee Racing to Recovery Show. We're joined now by the Director of Racing and Track Announcers taking a race off to join us in Gabe Pruitt and Gabe, uh, you know, we, we've talked to a, to a lot of people about, you know, the, some of the stories they have, and I'm sure you've got plenty. Uh, talk to us about maybe the first time that you met, met Sam and uh, what it was like to uh, to talk with him. Well, uh, guys, I can't uh, wait to go back and listen to uh, some of your earlier guests and the messages because I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing a lot of those stories. Um, I met Sam uh, – Probably in the early 2000s, I remember my first time ever at a live harness race was when I was in college. It was the fall of 2001, and uh, I walked into the Red Mile on a grand circuit afternoon, and uh, I wasn't uh, a stranger to a program. I grew up uh, pretty much uh, at Keeneland on a regular basis, but I was new to harness racing, and you know, I heard Sam call the races. Obviously, there were great, ra- great races at that time, and you know, how many new fans would we create if your first uh, experience uh, at a harness track was a Grand Circuit afternoon at Lexington with Sam on the mic? I mean, it's just the best of the best. Gabe, Mike Bozich here, uh, and like I say, you, you had a chance or have a chance to work with uh, Sam down at the Red Mile for a little bit. Tell us a little bit about the Sam McKee that you know behind the scenes away from the mic. 
Well, it's great as Sam comes across on camera and uh, as his presence, he, he's uh, just that and much more uh, off air. You know, I've learned so much from him, Mike. Um, you know, he's been a mentor of mine, uh, and, and Sam has been so friendly, so kind, and so supportive uh, of me since day one. I'm sure you've heard a lot of these same stories throughout the dining. But, uh, you know, when I first started calling the races, uh, it was almost on a uh, an emergency situation. They needed somebody to fill in first couple of races of the night, so, you know, I didn't really – uh, practice at fairs or qualifiers, what have you. And, and Sam was so supportive uh, of me professionally, you know, but, um, and as great as a mentor as he's been and, and taught me through many situations. And, and he's always just uh, such a great person and a great person to lean on. But, you know, he's really as, as professional and prepared and, and great as it's been to work beside him, uh, just on a personal level, you know, his kindness, his class, how he treats everyone. You know, I learned as much from him, uh, on a personal basis, uh, just by observing, for that matter, and, and working so close with him in Lexington, you know, as I have uh, professionally. So, you know, he, he's truly that much and more what you see on air. I mean, uh, he comes across as a, an extremely uh, prepared and nice guy, and he's even better, uh, you know, off the air. I can remember when I first got to uh, Buffalo Raceway uh, in the uh, January of 2012, and Mike Carter, I'm sure, can uh, relate to this uh, pretty well. But uh, that was my first on-the-road gig, I guess you could say. Um, remember the first night or two we got there, we got like 18 inches of snow. They banged one of the nights <laughs> racing. You know, I talked to Sam before I took the job. He said, yeah, you know, you're calling like a boutique meet at the Red Mile. You need to go out somewhere and get some chair time and see if this is something you really like. He said, you know, because obviously you like it at the Red Mile, but he said, you know, it can turn into more of a grind when you're there night in, night out, and just see if you like it. It's something you would want to move forward and do, so – you know, I, I talked with him a lot about it before I accepted that position, and I remember I was so miserable. This must have been two or three nights when I'd gotten to Buffalo. Like I said, I'd seen more snow in three days than I'd ever seen in my life. And called him up one night just at the end of my rope, and um, I'll never forget just how soothing it was talking to him, for that matter. And, um, you know, hang in there. You can do anything. And, and obviously, it was 100% right. I ended up loving the place. I stayed there for two years, met many lifelong friends. But, um there's been so many phone calls like that uh, that I've had with Sam. And then, you know, of course, you know, Sam has said this many times, and I 100% agree. You know, my favorite two weeks of the year are working with him in Lexington. I mean, you know, the great racing we have. Uh, it's just uh, really a fun time of year. Gabe, uh, you, you've mentioned Lexington a couple of times, and uh, we, we've heard from just about everybody that's probably one of his favorite times of the year. And uh, In fact, we just read a story from his daughter, uh, Lindsay, who uh, they were talking about uh, surprising uh, Sam McKee uh, at the Red Mile. But you, you got a little bit of a special moment with him this year when, you, when he got to call the 146 mile, uh, you know, and, and I'm sure you got to talk with him a little bit after that. What was that like for him? Well, how great of a call was that, by the way? I mean, that was, I believe, a one-year race call of the year, if I'm uh, correct, right? Yeah, it did. It won the uh, post-time with Mike and Mike race call of the year, yes. Yes, and, uh, you know, that was just an exceptional call. And Sam nailed it, you know, and he's not really the type of person that, um, you know, plans uh, the right things to say at the right time, but he always seems to have the words, no matter how big the moment. Um, you know, obviously that race call comes to mind when I think about uh the many calls over Sam's career, also the Meadowlands pace, you know, where somebody somewhere was there. I thought that was an awesome uh, race call for such an excellent uh, moment in the sport. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was such a cool moment. I actually got to take in that moment uh, from the grandstand uh, as a fan. I mean, the grandstand was literally vibrating 
But, uh, you know, Sam's call really brought a lot of energy to the building. And, you know, everyone was really on their feet the entire length of the stretch uh, cheering Mickey on. You know, everyone wanted to see him to break the uh, record. So that was just a cool moment for myself uh, to take a step back and, again, watch it as a fan. Of course, I caught up with the connections afterwards and, um, you know, talked to, uh, you know, Sam. Uh, Obviously, Sam is, um, you know, he does an excellent job. He's so good. It's just normal for him, you know. Uh, he doesn't get um, overly excited. He does pick up at the right times and things. But as far as, um, you know, he's as cool as a cucumber on the mic. I mean, those big moments, uh, I would say, you know, all of us could say uh, on air right here that we would be uh, probably very nervous and, um, you know, wouldn't want to blow with such an historic moment. But, you know, I don't even know Sam thinks about things like that. He's so relaxed and, and professional and, and prepared. You know, it's just uh, it comes natural for him. It really does. You know, there, there's a reason. Why is the absolute best? Well, Gabe, we listen. We certainly appreciate you taking time uh, a couple minutes out. Uh, you know, I, we normally end uh, your segment with a joke or before your segment with a joke, but uh, obviously uh, we're not we're not doing that tonight. Tonight we're uh, we're uh, honoring a man who is uh, recovering well, and uh, you know we're just you know he he's more than just uh, a, a guy that we work with, uh, folks. He is a colleague. He's a father figure to some. He's a brother and he's a friend, and I think Gabe Pruitt could attest to that as well. Well, that's absolutely right, guys. And the thing is, he takes out so much time. He does so many things behind the scenes no one knows about to, to do those things, to reach out to guys like uh, us and, and talk to us and help us out through our careers and through tough decisions. And, um, you know, he's so great to lean on for advice and, and, and a steady hand. So I want uh, – hopefully uh, Sam knows we're all behind him all the way. Uh, regardless uh, of, you know, the recovery time involved, and, and we're all rooting for him. The entire industry is behind him, and uh, we look really forward to the day we get uh, Sam back in action. All right, Gabe, we certainly appreciate you uh, taking time out and uh, get back to the booth now, all right? <laughs> I'm down ahead of that direction, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right with the director of racing operations and track announcer at Pompano Park. And, Mike, you know, it's been the same thing all night. And, you know, I, I wouldn't get tired of hearing it any other way about uh, just how good of a person he wa- is. And, uh, you know, the the thing of it is, um, Mike, is I, I remember back when I was in my teens and I remember calling Sam McKee a couple of times. And I think my dad even sent him an email once telling him just how much I wanted to call races and, you know, it, it just he was he's always been so supportive and uh you know, I that's something that uh that uh that I carry with me uh as he uh recovers from this. Well certainly. I mean great announcer and an even greater guy. Let's uh before we get too involved, Mike, I know we got a, a you know, a couple of uh thoughts that we wanna share, but uh we did uh we still have a couple of segments left. There were the fans uh in horsemen and uh, a lot of uh, different people, family members, and everything chimed in. So let's go ahead with that, and uh, we'll take a commercial break, and we'll uh, have more when we come back. Stick around. Boy, how do I keep this feedback to under 45 seconds? You're kidding. This is... Pastor Joe, I'm the chaplain at the Meadows Racetrack. I've been there 23 and a half years, and during my years there, one of the nicest, most down-to-earth, humble people I've ever met, not just in the harness business, but life overall, is Sam McKee. Roger Houston, of course, our voice, has really been hurting dealing with Sam's situation. I have too, and 
everyone from the Meadows have been keeping him in prayer, standing in the gap for Sam. And I'm trusting God to turn things around. I wanted his wife and daughter and all the family and friends to know that everyone at the Meadows is standing right with you. And I have to go away for a little over a week. When I get back, I want to get in touch with Sam's family, and I'm hoping to go and visit him and the family in person, pray with them, anoint Sam. Sam's been a speaker at some of our Christian Harness get-togethers. I've had the honor of introducing him. We've become good friends. I first met him at Neville Houston's wedding when I officiated that wedding a number of years ago. So Sam... And all the McKee family, we love you, we're standing with you, and we're praying with you. God bless you. Message saved. Saved message. Hi, Matt Clark, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, I don't have the eloquence in public speaking that Sam does, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. I grew up listening to Sam call races at Raceway Park, and I've always kind of held Sam as a standard for what I think a race call should sound like. There are a lot of great announcers out there, but for me, there certainly aren't any better. Sam, I've always looked up to and aspired to be a true gentleman such as yourself. The whole family is holding you in our thoughts and prayers and wish you a speedy recovery. Once again, I can't thank you enough for everything you've done for me over the years, and I just hope you get better soon, buddy. We'll see you. Message saved. Saved message. Hi, Sam. This is Aunt June, Sheila, Susan, and Sharon, your Michigan family. Keep riding the, ma- the rail. We'll know you will win this one by a big lead. Message saved. Saved message. Yes, this is John Harden from Yonkers Raceway, and I just want to wish the very best to a uh, full recovery to Sam McKee. I wish his family all the best. And just a quick, time, quick note that when I met Sam, it was 2002. It was an announcer's race at the Monticello Raceway, and we were in the second heat, and I was thinking, wow. You know, we, we, the gate opened up, Sam and Drew post five, I was post four, and I said, wow, this guy has skills. And it just goes to show everything Sam is a part of, he is just so competitive and so so good at. And again, I just want to wish him well and uh, for a full recovery. Get better, Sam. Message saved. Saved message. Hey, this is Jim Bavilia, the track announcer at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Just want to wish uh, Sam McKee the best. Uh, for those of you who don't know Sam, only know him through calling the races. As great a track announcer as he is, he's an even better human being. So get well, Sam. All my thoughts, prayers, and love are with you, and we need you back, buddy. Message saved. Saved message. Hey, Sam, it's Mike James. Uh, Hope everything's pulling for you, buddy. Get well. Don't forget that my first ever trip to the Meadowlands when I got to hang out in the, up in the booth with you for a few races, buddy. Hope everything's going well. Get better soon. Grandma Sharon from Michigan calling with sweet memories of Sam, announcing pretend races of his precious little girls, Megan, Melissa, and Lindsay, as they jumped their little horses in the basement of their home in Highland, Michigan. He made it so exciting. The girls loved it, and so did I. Their babysitter. My love and prayers are being sent for the whole family. They are all precious to me. Hope I'm not too late. This is for Sam McKee. It's Ginny Berkner, Rock Idop's owner. He called the greatest races for Rock Idop ever.
Get well, Sam. Bye. On Thursday, February 2nd, our friend and colleague, Sam McKee, suffered a massive stroke. While there will be a challenging road ahead for his emotional and physical recovery, Sam will most likely require months of physical rehabilitation. Many of us in the industry have had the privilege to work with Sam over the years. His knowledge, devotion, and love for the sport of horse racing is simply unmatched. Anytime he walks into a room, his energy and excitement is infectious. To help Sam McKee's family with their medical fund, visit GoFundMe.com backslash Sam McKee's Medical Fund. What comes to mind when you hear the name Sam McKee? Many would say an extremely talented individual who knows no stranger, all while being a master of his trade. We have watched countless races enjoying the details through Sam's captivating voice. He brings an energy and enthusiasm that keeps all fans on the edge of their seats. Diamond Creek Farms holds Sam with high regard and esteem. It was Sam's announcing that brought us to our feet on a rainy Sunday afternoon at the Red Mile. Creatine was 15 to 1 in the 2013 Kentucky Futurity, racing against the top field of fierce competitors. As Creatine made his move down the home stretch, Sam immediately brought all eyes to him. All laid out on the far outside. Creatine has the lead. All laid out on the outside. They're coming down to the line. Creatine! Bob Stewart and Mike Lachance. Creatine, the name ringing in all the years of the stadium as he trotted to victory. The pure joy and excitement could be felt and heard for miles. Sam has a way of making people want to listen. Sam and Creatine celebrated their anniversary of this win one year later. Creatine was 31-1 against no other than Sebastian Kay, the 1-5 betting favorite in the 2014 Alaraj TVG Trot. Sebastian Kay had a five-length lead at the top of the stretch, but once again it was Sam who made everyone stand up and cheer. Sebastian Kay, Creatine trying to get to him. It's Sebastian Kay. Creatine has a shot at him. Sebastian Kay trying to hold on. Creatine on the outside. Sebastian K, creatine coming on at the line, photo finish, creatine got it. Those words may sound simple, but Sam has a way of making them sound magical. Thursday, the harness racing community received some heartbreaking news. Sam had suffered from a major stroke and was in critical condition at a hospital in New Jersey. He will be facing a lengthy and difficult recovery. As soon as we heard this devastating news, we wanted to give Sam and his family support. It only makes sense that we involve creatine, as Sam has been there for him. The farm will be holding an online auction for breeding to creatine, the champion son of the great Andover Hall. The auction will run on the Diamond Creek website at diamondcreekfarm.com from Tuesday, February 7th until Friday, February 10th at noon. The winner of the breeding will have a chance to breed to creatine, but most importantly, they will be helping a fellow horseman and his family in their time of need. All the proceeds from the stud fee auction will go directly to the McKee family. Amount is to be paid up front, breeding is transferable and can be used any season. Collection fees will be waived. Once again, for more information, visit DiamondCreekFarm.com. It's DiamondCreekFarm.com.
We have one more round of fan horsemen and uh, family thoughts uh, coming up in just a few minutes. But, uh, Mike, we're getting close to wrapping this thing up. And I do want to thank everybody uh, that made this show possible. Uh, Mike, this was not an easy show to put together. It was not an easy show to do. Um, and certainly for you know a lot of the people that were closest to Sam, uh, certainly uh, not an easy thing to come in and chime in and and uh, but you know what uh, I, I think everybody uh, held up quite well and uh, you know what are you gonna say? Yeah, definitely. We certainly want to take a minute and thank everybody who came on the show uh, to share their stories and memories uh, with Sam McKee. And listen, uh, you know, this isn't the end of the road. We're all going to make some more uh, great memories with Sam. Uh, I know personally, uh, I can't wait to uh, can't wait to see him uh, laughing and joking around. But uh, Mike, I think we're going to take one quick second and just kind of uh, share our closing thoughts. Yeah, as a matter of fact, let's do that. Let's let's uh, do the fan segment first, and then uh, we'll come back. We'll uh, give some closing thoughts about uh, maybe how Sam has uh, personally affected uh, our careers and our lives uh, on a personal level. But uh, let's hear from uh, some of the fans uh, and some of the horsemen uh, one final go-round on this Sam McKee special race to recovery on Post Time with Mike and Mike. I'm from California. I want to wish Sam all the best. I was watching racing from the Meadowlands one evening on my computer while living in California, and someone announced that it was Sam's birthday. I sent Sam an email message to the Meadowlands racetrack wishing him a happy birthday. The next day, to my surprise, I received a thank you message in my inbox. I was really happy to hear from him. Sam, you are not only a beloved and respected member of the horse racing family, the best race caller in America, but one of the nicest people in America as well. I and the whole country are wishing you and your family the very best outcome. Please get well soon. Thank you. Hey, it's Darren Zocali, uh, formerly of the Meadowlands, now with PVG. Sam, obviously, being a, a longtime mentor of mine and one of the major reasons for my entire career. My memory is the 2009 Hamiltonian in Workington, who was the voice of the Hamiltonian in 1999 was contracted by NBC to be the on-track reporter for the national broadcast. Sam had to call the Hamiltonian uh, for the first time. Uh, Sam also had to do the Winter Circle presentations right after the race for the in-house and simulcast signal. So he asked me to go to the announcer's booth and kind of man the booth and, you know, do the Winter Circle and read the payouts uh, so he could run downstairs. And of course, uh, you know, the great call of that Hamiltonian uh, operation, Hamiltonian Complete, to describe Muscle Hill's dominance. And then after the race, I walked into the booth and I was the first person to see Sam after he called his first Hamiltonian. And he looked at me and, and just said, that was the coolest thing ever. And being the first person to see a mentor uh, after they fulfilled one of their dreams, uh, was just a moving experience. And because it was Sam, it was it was that much better. And uh, it was a moment in my life that, uh, that I never forgot. And, and I'm sure obviously uh, one that Sam never forgot either. Best of luck, Sam. Speedy recovery. We're all praying for you. Message saved. Saved message. Hi, uh, this is Murray Brown calling. Uh, just like to share with you my thoughts on Sam. Uh, one of the truly great, great people I've met and known in, in over half a century in harness racing. Uh, one of the things I'm most proud of 
is that I was the first person to suggest to him and to hire him to read pedigrees at a sale. Uh, he he uh, was a little reluctant because he had never done it before, probably never really thought about doing it before, but I never had any doubts that he would uh, he was a natural from the job, that he would do well, and since then he, without a doubt, in addition to being the, the greatest uh, race announcer, it's been my pleasure to ever hear, he is also the greatest pedigreeer any sales company has ever had. He just does a marvelous job, and hopefully will continue to do a marvelous job. And, Harrisburg and that Tanner Schultz and any other salesman is privileged to have them on two pedigrees for them. Message saved. Saved message. Yeah, this is Richard Rutter. I'm calling for uh, the message for Sam McGee. Uh, I just want to let him know that uh, Richard Rutter and his family are thinking of him, and we've known him for a long time, yeah. from the days in Toledo, and uh, we hope that he gets well quick, and we hope we see him soon. Thanks. Bye. Message saved. Saved message. Hey, Jennifer Starr from the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. I just want to wish the best get well wishes to Sam McKee. He is just the greatest in this business. There are too many race calls that are my favorites that he's done, but I think probably at the top is the 2013 open pace for the Breeders' Crown that he called here at Pocono. He and Jim Bavilia took turns that night, but that race with Foiled Again, Golden Receiver, Bolt the Doer, Pet Rock, and Sweet Lou, which was a thriller at the wire with Foiled Again and Pet Rock, was just a terrific call, and it just sends chills down my spine to this day. So Sam, get well soon. We all love you. We're really hoping for you to get back on your feet very, very soon. On the outside of his throat, applying the pressure. Pet Rock is trying to shake free. Whoa, we need his second over. Three quarters on the board and one, 21 and four. And whoa, we need his three wide right now. And Clear Vision follows him up on the outside. They come to the top of the stretch. Whoa, we need he trying to launch his bid after foiled again. Pet Rock waiting for the passing lane. It's foiled again. Pet Rock charging up the rail. Modern legend there. Foiled again. Dead game. Clear vision right on the outside. Pet Rock on the inside. Final finish. Foiled again at Pet Rock together.
Sam. This is Annie Lane telling stories on you for your friends and your audience. You, Sam, called races with your stick horses and play horses long before you were in kindergarten. Granddad wanted to show you off, and you said, no races, Granddad, all canceled. And so we had a good laugh. You were cute, you were funny, and we love you dearly. We are praying for you. Annie Lane and Uncle Elwood. Muscle Hill looking to take them all the way at the top of the stretch. Explosive Manor now with two and a half lights to make up is chasing in second. An eighth of a mile from the wire. And it is Muscle Hill striding clear for Brian Sears. Explosive Manor is racing in second. Symphonic in over third. Muscle Hill drawing away with every stride. Operation Hamiltonian complete. Consider who we are. According to the 2010 Equine Census, we are 28,340 people with 81,000 horses on 16,040 properties that comprise 587,000 acres. Our assets are $5.6 billion. Our direct operating expenses are $363 million and our economic impact has never been accurately measured, but is in the billions. We are every breed and every discipline in the horse world, and we are the place where many of those disciplines began in these United States. We are the Maryland Horse Council. For more information, visit mdhorsecouncil.org. That's mdhorsecouncil.org. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a disqualification. It doesn't get much worse than picking a winner that ends up being disqualified after the race. What if you could eliminate the stress of sweating out a steward's inquiry? At Bet America, we're here to help. Introducing Inquiry Relief. Any winners of a graded stakes race will get paid out even if they are disqualified after a steward's inquiry. Check BetAmerica.com for details and side effects. Get the relief you deserve with Inquiry Relief only at BetAmerica.com. Five men. Together, we will reinvent harness racing. Whoa, this is going to revolutionize everything. One place. Why settle for less when you can settle for more? I think I can bring uh, the most uh, to the table for the USDA as their president. It's a great organization, and uh, I'd really like to, to give it my all. One goal, to make harness racing. Harness racing. Harness racing. Great. 
again. Catch the first-ever USDA presidential debate Thursday, February 16th at 7.30 at posttimewithmikeandmike.com or on demand on the Pet America Radio Network. On Thursday, February 2nd, our friend and colleague Sam McKee suffered a massive stroke. While there will be a challenging road ahead for his emotional and physical recovery, Sam will most likely require months of physical rehabilitation. Many of us in the industry have had the privilege to work with Sam over the years. His knowledge, devotion, and love for the sport of horse racing is simply unmatched. Anytime he walks into a room, his energy and excitement is infectious. To help Sam McKee's family with their medical fund, visit GoFundMe.com backslash Sam McKee's Medical Fund. The New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program places retired racehorses into approved monitored homes and transitions them into second careers. New Vocations has placed over 350 retired standard breads the past three years. They are now accepting horses from all racetracks in the United States. New Vocations has facilities in Ohio, Kentucky, and Pennsylvania and is expanding to New York. To learn more, visit newvocations.org and on Facebook at New Vocations racehorse adoption program we're back on post time with mike and mike presented by bet america mike bozich along with mike carter and uh, mike before we get into our closing thoughts uh we did have some technical difficulties with ken warkington's uh, message so we just wanted to play that so let's go ahead and do that right now this is ken warkington of course a good friend of sam mckee and longtime co-worker great work colleague and we're hoping and praying he comes back real soon. There's certainly nobody better, no better person than Sam McKee. He'll be back. I guarantee it. And I think that's uh, – actually, that may have happened for a reason, Mike, because I think that's a, a pretty good uh, way to end it. Ken Morkinson, longtime uh, colleague, uh, co-announcer at the Meadowlands with Sam McKee, and uh, he has no doubt about the uh, – that Sam McKee will uh, come back bigger and better than ever, Mike. Yeah, I completely agree. And um, as we go into our, uh, to our final thoughts here, uh, we want to thank everybody real quick who came on the show and uh, took time to share stories. We want to thank the family uh, who uh, we believe are still listening uh, from the bedside of Sam McKee. We certainly appreciate that as well. And uh, listen, you know, we just, we, we ask that you keep supporting the family. Uh, You know, we want to respect their privacy, obviously, but we want to, uh, showing them our love and support. The GoFundMe page is still uh, is still active. You can still uh, go in and uh, give a little bit. Uh, over one hundred twenty thousand dollars. It's unbelievable the amount of money that's been raised, uh, Mike. Uh, so just uh, we just need to continue to support the uh, support the family through this trying time. We certainly appreciate everybody joining us. This was Sam McKee, Race to Recovery. Uh, we do have a show coming up on Thursday at uh, 1 p.m., so uh, follow us on Twitter. Like I said, I don't think I could say it any better than that. You're going to be back. We have no doubt about it. Uh, you just uh, keep moving in the right direction, my friend. And uh, me and Mike Carter uh, will be here. And, uh, hey, listen, we're going to need your advice sooner or later, so you better get, you better get well <laughs> very, very soon. Mike, anything else? Yeah, just uh, I want to chime in real quick. I, I still have the text message from when he won our post time with Mike and Mike award, and he, he his words echoed Rogers exactly from the year before. He said I wanted to thank the academy, but uh, I 
I want to say, uh, you know, stand out a lot for uh, for my career. And, uh, you know, you're going to continue to do uh, a lot of great things for uh, for my career. And, uh, you know, uh, you're, you're, you're more than a colleague, Sam. Uh, you're a friend and uh, you're a fantastic person. And uh, you're going to get through this, my friend. Ditto. And the whole industry is behind you. On behalf of Mike Carter, it's Mike Bozich. Uh, we'll see you Thursday at 1 o'clock. Good night, everybody. The following is a Post Time with Mike and Mike special production. Sam McKee, The Race to Recovery. I think I'm actually, um, you know, the jack of all trades, master of none. Might be the best description. I just try to be a one-man wrecking crew. And Lachance is attacking right now with Better's Delight up on the outside. One-man wrecking crew. Delight digging in. It's House the Ruth Build is three lengths in front. Windy Lane Hanover second. Peaceful Way is coming on the outside. Peaceful Way is flat out flying after House that Ruth Build. And Peaceful Way will do it again. It's Peaceful Way. What a rally. I grew up in the state of Michigan in the Midwest. And my dad and my grandfather raced standard breads as a hobby. We always had three or four, and we'd just clunk around at the cheap county fairs and the small racetracks and that sort of thing. And from the time I was little, I was just fascinated by the announcers. So instead of playing cowboys and Indians when I was a kid, I had little plastic horses with numbers taped on their back and ran them around in a circle and would pretend to announce races. Wakasashi Hanover, wiggle it, jiggle it, Team Teague, win the Meadowlands page. One man wrecking crew. your cousin Garnell thinking of you and my favorite memory of you I think is when you were a little boy I was older than you remember you had a racetrack with plastic horses and you were calling those freaking races all the time and we couldn't play without having you call a race and then I remember you calling a lot of other races of course and seeing you different places and just so proud of you we're all rooting for you, Sam, and we know you're going to make a comeback, so get going, all right? I've never really thought of personal goals. I just wanted to be able to support myself and my family in this industry. I would have been very happy working in a small train, too, and I've just, you know, focused on trying to be a good husband and a good father. Haven't always been, but I've, that's kind of been my main goal in life. And yes, we've just begun.
never know who you're going to run into at the racetrack. How about President Bill Clinton at the Meadowlands this evening? Racing Hill surging. Control the moment. Racing Hill coming. Racing Hill. Control the moment. Very tight. Control the moment. He opening up on the field, wrapped up, and heading for a Breeders' Crown showdown. Always be Mickey in 148 class. Marion Marauder on the far outside is coming. Southwind Frank to the lead. Marion Marauder charging hard on the outside. Southwind Frank. Marion Marauder is lunging late. These two come down the line. Marion Marauder may have nailed Southwind Frank in a photo. Inside, Mr. Muscle Man is charging hard on the outside. Hell of a hush between us. Mr. Muscle Man with a big rally is coming on the outside. At the line, Mr. Muscle Man gets up to win it. Very tight for second. Best off on the far outside. Always be Mickey pacing home strongly. Chambola second. Always be Mickey is heading down to the line. Always be Mickey in 